Welcome back to the Man Catholic Podcast. I'm Steve Priest. I'm Thomas Wirtz. And I'm Brock Martin. Today we're asking the question, is the Catholic Church exclusive? This time. I love this topic. This is a great topic. This podcast is sponsored by the Caption Franciscans in the Western Province. They're hosting a Come and See weekend for all men interested in discerning religious life, March 24th through the 26th in beautiful San Lorenzo, California. Guys, did you know these are the friars that were responsible for helping Shia LaBeouf come into the Catholic oh faith? Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf was, so was cool. in a movie of Padre Pio. Yeah, yeah. And the cap- these Western province captions were, were the ones helping will, out with that. Will Shia be there at the retreat? That's a that's a great question. I'm not sure if he is considering religious life. I would say I would say Strong a solid possibility. possibility. Yep. Yeah. So um, you can sign up for the weekend at capuchinswest.org. That is C A P U C H I N S W E S T dot org. Thank you for sponsoring today's topic. They say cappuccino came from the capuchins. Ayo. Not true. Is I, true. I could see the root words being the same, but I don't know if that's a fact. Didn't didn't those Capuchins name Google like it. all of California too, like San Diego, San Francisco, Los Angeles? Those are all like Catholic, they're all Catholic right. names. I'm pretty sure it was the the. We'll give it to. Let's give now. them the credit until yeah. we figure yeah. out otherwise. Yeah, I, like I mean, the, this is the real deal order, as you can tell. So go check them out if you're interested. All right, guys. So the topic for today is: Is the Catholic Church exclusive? So I'm active on social media, only pretty much on Facebook, only on Facebook, in LinkedIn if you count it. And I do a lot on my Facebook page, and I've been called lots of things because I've talked a lot about how transgenderism is ruining female sports. Which is true. Yeah, and and stuff that the Catholic teaching, the social stuff that's hot right now. I've been called a bigot lots of times. And I think it's there's this this mentality that the culture is throwing at the church that we are so exclusive and that anyone that's out, especially with sexual ethics stuff, the LGBTQ community, that the church doesn't welcome any of these people. And you get polarizing figures like Father James Martin, who's all pro-LGTBQ, right? And, and, and so there's a conversation even in the church, but I want to focus my, myself more on the people outside the church that think we're completely exclusive. Yep. And it's interesting because I, I think that's so unfair, unjust, and completely untrue. Yep. And it's, it's really cool because we're all in Denver and our archbishop recently wrote something that kind of spoke to this. And so there are some cool lines in there that I wanted to read, but just reflect on this idea that uh, the church actually means universal, Catholic means universal, and it is an invitation to every single person. But that invitation doesn't come with some expectations. Right. No, I think that's, that's a good clarification, Thomas. I, there, somebody recently, there, there was, I think it was a Baptist church, uh, publicly gave a definition of marriage being yeah, between is, one yep. man and one woman. And you're right. Like everything in the news, everything in the media was these bigots, these, these a-holes, they're so exclusive. And, uh, I, I can't remember. I think Matt Walsh was on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple months ago, maybe. And I thought he did, you know, Matt Walsh, he did a great thing on what is a woman daily wire stuff. I think there's some really, yeah, it was a really interesting interview, but there was a part of the interview where they started talking about marriage and gay marriage in particular. And, and I just think that this, this topic of, uh, homosexuality in the church is a very interesting one because there are people who will point to the Catholic church and say, the way that you treat marriage is very exclusive, right? It's only for a man and for a woman in a monogamous uh, lifelong commitment. But the fact of the matter is the concept of marriage did not exist before the Judeo-Christian God came in and said, 
hey, it's one man and one woman. I mean, the fact that the culture wants to tell us that we have to redefine this sacrament that was given to us by God would be like me trying to tell a Jewish person that that their bar mitzvah actually, they, they don't get to define what that is. Yep. That the mob gets to, it's totally unconscionable. Yeah. The, the concept of marriage is a Judeo-Christian concept. Yep. And so the fact that people on the outside want to tell us that we have to redefine something uh, that, that that was just revealed to us as truth is just yep. crazy. So semantics are important. And I think we need to stop even using like gay marriage or homosexual marriage because it's not possible. Correct. You cannot have a gay marriage. It's like a square like, triangle. You, it, can't have you it. just can't have it. And, and so that discussion to me is not even up for debate. If you want to have a homosexual union, if you want to go to the court and be uh, identified by the state as being a couple, that is totally up to you. But don't come to me and say, hey, I want a gay marriage. By the way, you shouldn't like homosexuals i don't even think that's actually what they want they don't want to come into the the church and say will you recognize this they don't even want that they are trying to fight the culture and 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 make us backpedal and give them something that is not due to them just based on their own preference and and i think fight and so what we're getting it to this uh, idea of radical inclusion or radical exclusion, we are not, as a church, excluding anyone. It's it's that terrible song, "All are welcome, all are welcome." But you can't you can't show up and force a certain idea as part of of coming in. You, you know, right. it, there's there's a certain dress code. If yeah, imagine will. if somebody wanted to become an American and they they move here, they are trying to assimilate, but then. They say, no, that flag's not my flag. I want to fly this flag. And no, those laws aren't my laws. I don't I want, have to imagine these that. Laws. That's actually going on and, right now. Okay, good point, good point. Um, but the fact of the matter is, yeah, when you have somebody who wants to participate yeah. in something that we actually don't have the authority to change, and then they try to change the rules and say that we're exclusive for trying to change it, yep. it just seems backwards no, to me. No, it is. And again, this is the, the problem with the argument and the division around immigration right now is one side is saying to the other side, you hate immigrants. And, and the right side is saying, no, we love immigrants. This country was founded on immigrants. But guess what? We just want immigrants to become citizens. That's all. We want them to actually become part of the American family. Instead, what, what I think the left is okay with is saying, you can immigrate over here and you don't have to follow the same rules as everyone else. That's the problem. It's not immigration. And right. And I think inclusion there is the same thing. Like America's very inclusive, but there's a system and a process for it. Yep. And the Catholic Church is entirely inclusive. It's the individuals. In the same way. Yes. Yep. It's the individuals that actually exclude themselves yes. from the church because right. they do not become fully part of this. In Archbishop Aquila, I want to read something that he wrote recently in this article that we kind of mentioned. So he says, thankfully... The church I know does radically include the call to every human being in all cultures. Every walk of life, every person in every condition and situation is invited into the loving embrace of Jesus and the Father and Holy Mother Church. Our faith community invites all, no matter what label they've chosen, into our community of faith. But the church does not stop there. She invites because she loves, and to love is to will the good of the other. Only God's love can move us from all the confusing identities of the world to see that we are not the ones who decide our identity, 
Rather, the gospel shows that through the Father's loving plan, each of us can become a beloved daughter or son of the Father with our identity firmly rooted in Jesus Christ. Here it is. Through conversion, a disciple discovers that he or she is not God. God alone determines what is good and evil. And like Christ, the disciple seeks only the will of Father. And he points out earlier in the article that Jesus actually called his disciples to have a certain standard, yep. right? You can't just be anyone in anything. He's like, if people reject you, kick the dust off your feet and, and entrust them to God, right? When he said, I'm the bread of life, people walked away and he let them leave. Yep. So there's certain there's a certain criteria that God invites us into a way of life. If we say no to that, we've excluded ourselves. The church did not exclude us. I think that was really well said, Thomas. So guys, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but this is this is precisely how the Lord treats us with heaven and hell as well. That we exclude ourselves, that he is not this like punishing father, that we actually choose our way out of heaven. And the the first thing we have to acknowledge is not everyone goes to heaven. All right. dogs don't go to heaven, all humans don't go to heaven. That's real. And it would be heretical to say that that's not real. And and God does not stand there and say you did all these things wrong. He actually he actually wants us to join him. But if our hearts are not in the right disposition to accept him, to accept the fullness of truth, our hearts will choose something else. It will choose the absence of God, which is hell. So it is it is our hearts that choose that. And it's the same thing with the church. If you want to be a Catholic, please come be a Catholic. It is it is the fullness of faith and the fullness of truth, beauty, and goodness. But guess what? There's There's certain... There's certain gui- guidelines, that's a terrible word for it, but there's certain expectations that come along with being a Catholic. You cannot be, and it's, it's a term called cafeteria Catholic, but that, that doesn't even make sense. Being a cafeteria Catholic is like the, the, in the same category of wanting a homosexual marriage. It just doesn't make sense. So, so on that point, Steve, I think Archbishop again later, he says, the call of Christ to the woman caught in adultery is the same call Jesus makes to each of us. We're included in his company, but we are also called to turn from sin. Inclusiveness does not and cannot mean that we remain in our sins. This is because, this is because Jesus wants us to be happy. Yep. It's an invitation to life, right? Which means we have to say no to certain things that bring death. Yeah, and I, I, so I think in the, in the culture of the church today, John Paul II, and, and really since Jesus, the church has been very clear that truth and charity are the Christian's weapons against the world, right? Um, and I think that in the modern culture in the church, and this is true in the world too, but in the church, everybody, myself included, you guys included, every bishop is going to tend to view those in an either or situation, right? We're going to tend to err on too much charity and not, a, not enough truth or too much truth and not enough charity. And I think that in these hot button issues, it's really important to recognize that uh, the Father James Martins of the world or the, the anti-Catholic people who are calling us bigots, they're not the enemy. I think that that's really important to say at the outset. They are not our enemy. Our enemy is not against flesh and blood. It's against the powers and principalities of the evil one. Um, but I do think it's important in the church to recognize that people on the, the the more left-leaning side are going to overemphasize charity on the altar of truth. They're going to say, you need to love these people. We need to include them. They need to know right. that they're valued. And that's totally true. All that's true. And then the people on the right are going to say, yeah, but they need to know that this this could endanger their soul. They could go to hell. Yep. That's also true. And there's a very, I think it's a very important tension for us as disciples to hold in tension. And that is, we need to love people like Jesus loved them. We also need to be bold and proclaim the truth like Jesus proclaimed the truth. Yeah. And that got him killed. You're, 
spot on. And I want to go back to this letter, this article from uh, the Archbishop. He says, yes, we are to invite and include, and I'd probably throw in love, as you just said, but not at the expense of leaving others and ourselves married in sin that separates us from God, right? So we are to do that, but if we stay connected to sin, then then it it won't work. He continues, the laws of God are laws of a loving father, so his children may live in his joy. Gosh, how often do we have rules for our children for their sake? And they hate them. My son hates that he has a bedtime. My son hates (laughs) that he has to do chores with us on Sunday, and I don't pay him an allowance. But these are for his actual joy. He, He continues, the church needs the courage and love to be clear in inviting people to leave their sin. What Jesus offers is better than what the world offers the person in sin, and his grace and power is sufficient to free anyone from the slavery to sin. What he offers is infinitely greater than any attachments we have to the world, and that is part of this call to discipleship, to holiness, to the church. Yep, And and the, the best lived expression of the church is the source and summit. It's the it's this holy sacrifice of the mass and our ability to receive Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity in communion. And I do think it's it's fun. I, I help out at the RCIA with at our parish and have had the wonderful joy of, of walking a couple guys into the church. And this is an interesting issue. The the if I'm not Catholic, why can't I receive communion? A lot of Protestants will ask, you know, why can't I receive communion at the Catholic Church? And there's a lot of stuff going on in the church right now about divorce and remarried and and people in homosexual unions and and just different realities being able to receive communion. And I love what the archbishop said about this. He said that the church recognizes that someone who lives in a particular way, whether it be in willing violation of natural law or some other moral category, is not in communion with the church. As Pope Francis said so simply during an in-flight interview, this is not a penalty. You are outside. Communion is to unite the community. And so, Steve, you'd mentioned earlier, like God sending people to hell, this isn't this isn't a punishment. Not being able to receive communion is not a punishment. Rather, it's an indi- it's an indicator of reality. So if it, when yeah. a Protestant asks me, hey, why can't I receive communion? The, the answer is, do you believe that that's the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ? Are you, are you worshiping what you have told me is a piece of bread? Do you believe that the Pope is uh, the prime minister in God's covenantal kingdom here in the church? Do you believe that Mary has been entrusted to us as our mother? Because if, if you're not in communion with those things, it actually is a lie to be in communion at the table. And if the answer to those is no, then why do you want to receive it anyways? Right? Because that's what I hear all the time, like from, from Protestants who say, why why am I not welcome at the table of the Eucharist You know, at Mass? And it's like, well, do you believe it? <laughs> no, I just believe it's a symbol. Then why do you want to receive it? Yeah. Why is it important to you? And and if they say, yeah, I, I do believe that, then it's then like, the, now we're on the journey. Then and, let's yeah, go. Exactly. Let's right. do this. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's 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 fascinating. There's so many analogies one could bring of when you when you want to step into a community, when you want to do, you want the freedom to be part of something, but you're not willing to do it the way you're asked. Uh, it, there's just a, a selfishness and there's a wound there that I you know would encourage anyone out there that's struggling with this to to work through. And just to know that that you are loved and you are cherished Amen. and you are welcome into this, uh, but you have to conform to the way that your Creator has designed you if you want to have that joy. Yeah, 
you know, if you want to ride on the top of your car in a roof rack and, and hope you don't die, then good luck. I mean, that's right. a bad decision. There's there's consequences to the decisions that we make. Yep. And you're invited to leave your your life behind and give it all to Christ. And that's what it means to enter into the church and to be part of that. And it's absolutely, we're inclusive. But as Christ himself did, um, as a call to the cross and a call to conversion, and you're all invited into that as well. And you're invited to that in the community of brothers. I think a lot of guys hear yeah. that call and it can be daunting, right? All of the things in my life that are screwed up and need work and the, what I'm actually leaving behind when I walk in discipleship with Jesus is, it's a lot. But I do think that having brothers who are seeing the world this way, who are we're able to be honest with and open with and push each other makes such a big difference because it, it's a journey to walk, to leave your old life behind. And, and I think the Archbishop, Archbishop Aquila did an amazing job. Because that that invitation is to every single man, woman, and child on the face of the earth right now. Yeah. The Lord looks at every single one of us and says, I'm inviting you. But just like he did with the woman at the well, who, crazy marital situation, right? Like, yeah. with five different men, the man that she's with now is not not her husband. It's it's the in the depravity of how far we are separated from God, Jesus comes to us in that, but... He asks us to to leave that behind and to follow him, to sin no more, to to enter yeah. this journey of discipleship. And I just think Archbishop Aquila did a very eloquent job yep. of calling. Yeah. Thank us you, Archbishop. To that. And guys, I mean, he calls us too. Mm-hmm. He calls us to this that that if we want to be included, we have a call to repent, to turn away from the sins. I mean, how many attachments do we have that we try to ignore that we have or that we know we have and we're not willing to let go? Guys, I've got him. Mm-hmm. I totally do. And and he's making this call to me too. And it's just a good reminder that I want to be included and I and I want to I want to I want to be a, a faithful Catholic. Yep. I want to be a saint. I want to be holy. We're all sinners in need of a savior. I've, I like this is as much to me as it as it could be to the dude walking down the street or, yeah. or the dude arguing for a, a, a gay marriage or any or anything else. I mean yep. this is this is an invitation to me in my heart as yeah, well. Good point. One last thing that I, I want to throw out there is as I mentioned earlier, everyone's gonna kinda tend towards truth or charity. And I think, you know, there's a lot of these issues in the church right now. And I think it's really important to think about the other quote unquote side with that charitable lens. So if you're the type of person and you tend, we'll just use gay marriage as a, as an example here. If you're, if you're the type of Catholic who's like, man, it really doesn't make sense to me why the church has these rules. Like, why can't we just love them, be more inclusive and and enter into their lives, maybe at the expense of this teaching, just recognize that the devil is going to talk to you in a way where he's going to say, like, see those quote-unquote conservatives? Those assholes don't actually love anybody. This isn't the authentic church. And then conversely, if you're the type of person who's like, no, these people are an abject, abject sin. They're going to go to hell. Like, they have no place. And, and you're kind of tempted to a lack of charity there. Know that the way that the devil's going to speak to you is, is see those people on the quote-unquote left? Those, those jerks don't believe in anything. They have no backbone. There's no truth. And to recognize, again, whether whatever side or error you tend towards, the other side is not the enemy. The other side is is not the enemy. The, they're the prize. Then the people that we're discussing, they're the prize. And so I, I just want to mention that because I think in the hot button issues, it breaks my heart to see the church kind of split into these camps where you have good and holy people on both sides who are kind of like throwing stuff. And um, 
And I just think it's important for us, especially, you know, the, the truth is the truth and charity is charity, but we need both of them. But in some of these hot button issues, I think for us to lower the temperature, right, to, to treat people with respect, to stick to our guns on the truthful truthful side, and then to really love people radically uh, with that spirit of invitation, I think that's what we're called to. We're going to try and put a link to this article in the podcast notes yep. below so you can take a read. And what an opportunity, again, to pray for our bishops. Yeah. Um, we have some incredible bishops and we have some bishops that, that might be struggling in, in their life and in their spiritual life and in their leadership and they need our prayers as yeah. well. We have uh, we have division in the world. We have division in the church. And this is an opportunity for us to come together to not only find unity, but to to pray for the disunity and to pray for, for those who are having a hard time. Amen. Guys, that's it for today. We are the Man Catholic Podcast. We'll catch you next time. God bless. <laughs>